0: up this is Yinka diz peace this is outlaw and you listen to the 80s babies podcast and on
1: today's episode we have kind of a mixed bag here we're going to go with a a tribute (laughs) slash put you up for the sophomore lp i believe for slum village fantastic volume two released june 13th, 2000 this is a tribute for yinka and a put you up (laughs) for outlaw even though i have heard this album before yeah. I think i heard it maybe two or three years ago you recommended that i listen to it i listened to right. it maybe twice kind of like yeah not really paying too much attention to it so this mm-hmm. cycle i made sure to give it you know um l- listen to it a little bit more intensely but yeah. uh, this is definitely a tribute for you am, am i not mistaken
0: for sure um i think you know i guess the the last kind of conversation we had about this involved panama And Panama had <laughs> some pretty inflammatory things to say about this album so yeah. uh it'll be interesting you know for you as a person who like is not super familiar with it the way panama and i both seem to to yeah. be like what your feelings are on it
1: what i love about that discussion particularly as it pertains to panama and shout out mm-hmm. panama again because we always seem to mention yeah. him on this podcast i know right? it is what it is It's the Um, Panama Podcast. (laughs) But no, I think the great thing about this is because one of the reasons why this is a topic of conversation is because the album that you like to compare this to was the, I think it's Behind the Front from Black Eyed Peas, their debut album. Um, Because those are two albums where the production is solid, yet the MCs aren't very good. And I think that at least me, even though i recognize that the mcs are not very good on the in black IPs. right um i think that the music that they do you know the live instrumentation what they were doing at the time yeah i thought was a little bit more novel um whereas you know maybe you've thought the same for some village uh in this project for so sure. i think that there's just the it's interesting to those are two interesting projects to compare um, yeah. And I think that Panama and I both, when I spoke to him, I think we both preferred the Black IP's project and you right. preferred this project. And yeah, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, <laughs> uh, it, it, it'd be kind of cool if you were part of this conversation, but he's not. It is what it is. I'm sure. I know for be- real. So I, I guess we should just start off. Uh, where were you when you first yeah. heard this album?
0: Yeah. So uh, so I guess my where were you's I've got two where were um, you's okay. here. Um, so, you know. I remember being, you know, we we've talked about somewhere around maybe like 97, I me getting like super duper into hip hop, you know, like like, you know, tr- starting to really like study it and 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 consume it crazy. And I remember when I really was getting into hip hop, you know, in the late 90s. Um, You know the two kind of groups that people always talked about for, for whatever reason, just on some like, oh, you like real hip hop, real hip hop. Yeah, you know, it's 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 a tribe called Quest, mm-hmm. and and Slum Village. Like those were the names that I would always hear. And I remember finally interacting with Slum Village because I, I would hear JD's name, like uh, you know, because he produced for like a lot yeah. of classic West Coast groups and the whole, the whole nine. So. Um, the, the first time I heard Slum Village was the song I don't know. Okay. Um, and it was in 1998. I'll never forget. I bought. Um, I told you about those like DJ compilations and stuff that I used to buy to try to get yeah, more yeah, songs. Like yeah. so. Uh, so one of them was uh, the Beat Junkies Volume Two uh, by DJ Ret Shout out to DJ Ret and he had I don't know on the record and i'll never forget like knowing that dj jazzy jeff was jazz from from the fresh prince right uh, and and all the the will smith records and you know dj jazzy jeff scratches on that on that record but i just remember listening to the song and just not getting it like i was like wh- like why are people impressed by these guys like i yeah. I, I just I, I don't i don't hear it like like what, what's so impressive about this song Okay. So, fast forward. You know, uh, maybe a couple of years have passed. Um, a few years passed. This comes out. I've I've intersected with with Slum Village again here and there, and I know that their album is is being delayed. But like, I I don't care. Like like I, I just you know like like Slum Village just the the lyrics the lyrics of the songs just didn't impress me. The the few songs that I heard. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't check this out um, okay. at all. And I didn't really go back and check this out until in college, uh, Amos used to always tell me, yo, you gotta check out Slum Village. Yeah, yo, you gotta check out Slum Village. We have a conversation about anything and he'd be like, yeah, make sure you check out that Slum Village. <laughs> uh, and so uh, at the time, this is around the time Elzai is joining the group. Okay. And so, um, you know, I got into J Dilla more because me and E and J used to f- like find, try to find r- anything we could rap on. Yeah. And E used to come over with these J Dilla beat tapes. Right. And he would, and we would just, we would have these beat tapes when we just, so I was, I was, you know, kind of falling in love with, with Dilla's production just from that perspective. Mm-hmm. But I actually didn't really get into Slum Village until after Jay Dilla was no longer in the group. Right. <laughs> but but Elzai was such an ill lyricist that that his lyricism pulled me in, and I became a Slum Village fan. And then I went back and listened to, to all of their music, and uh, and I found this album and and, and loved it. So, okay. uh, what, what what where were you when you heard this album?
1: Uh, well, obviously, I didn't hear this album until, I don't know, maybe 2018, 2017, sometime around then. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it was late in the game. Uh, but yeah. I, I knew who Slum Village was. Obviously, I knew who Jay Dilla was. I think right. that my my first knowledge of Slum Village was probably in some science class at the time when this album came out. And like in 2000? Had, yeah. Someone had okay. an album that was like, oh, like, hey, I was like, what is that? And they're like, Slum Village, like, it's cool. And I was looking at it, and I was like, I don't fuck with that name. Nah, I don't fuck with them. Like, I seriously think it was something that trivial. And I looked at the album, and I was like, it doesn't look hot. I don't fuck with that name. Nah, I'm good. And so I I had heard about Slum Village, like, the name kind of popping around here and there. But it was never something that really hit the forefront of any of my circles. So whether that be, like, the commercial hip-hop, the quote-unquote real hip-hop, whatever, like, no one was really talking about it you might hear like a buzz yeah. here and there but no one yeah. made a point to say like oh this is a group that you need to check out
0: mm. and
1: i think that my first real experience with with jay dilla um on a more conscious level actually probably was uh donuts and it wasn't that i wasn't right. familiar with his beast before but this was the first time donuts was the first time that i actually was like all right I'm really going to go back and study Dilla, not just kind of hear a beat here. And there. So
0: you're like you're you're like a hipster Dilla fan.
1: <laughs> I mean, it is what it
0: is, like, I'll just fuck it with you.
1: <laughs> it's, I can go back and I can recognize, um, you know, right. because at the time when the things that mattered to me then now didn't necessarily matter to me then. You know what mm. I mean? Like the only producer who really, really mattered to me then at the time was RZA. You know, mm. aside from that, like it may be Premiere, you can make the case for Premiere, but like no other producers really, really, really matter to me. And that stuff didn't matter to
0: me as I thought much. thought you said that Pete Rock was your Mount Rushmore. Yes,
1: guy. now, but uh, the reason uh, why okay. Pete Rock is in my Mount Rushmore is not because I think he's the greatest producer of all time. He's not even in my top five. It's just okay. in terms of like my, my Rushmore is not like the greatest. It's more in it's terms of like, who do I think are the best representatives of the entire 40 years of hip hop? And Mm. Pete Rock is on my Mount Rushmore, along with Tupac, along with Grandmaster Flash, and along with ah maybe like Lauryn Hill, something like that. Mm. You know what I mean? Like Mm. that's what it is. They're not the best. Although you can you can make the case that Grandmaster Flash might have been one of the best DJs at the time, but you know. Mm -hmm. And we and I have both made the case that Tupac is the greatest hip hop artist of all time. But it it is what it is. So, you know, the producers in that respect didn't really matter to me as much. Um, And so. Mm going back to really pay attention to like all the Jay Dilla's contributions didn't matter to me as much then as it what does now and so right. I, I think that the starting point for that was you know the, was, donuts. The, was, was Donuts and sadly I think yeah. that you know by the time I really got wind of Dilla he had already passed um sorry right, yeah, right. rest in peace of course so yeah. um but you know the slump village though mm. as much as I ever got into Dilla the slum mm-hmm. Village projects never grabbed my attention. And mm-hmm. so that's just kind of where I was. So this is definitely a put you up uh, for me yeah. in that regard. This is not something that, you know, I always vibe with. Although I will say mm-hmm. the funny thing about it is that this project in particular still has beats that find mm-hmm. their way on like modern playlists of just yes. kind of like cool grooves. Yeah. Um, that like, even if like my, my Spotify, if my Spotify mm-hmm. is going to give me like a playlist of like modern shit that i might like they'll still throw in Mm -hmm. records from this album which i find quite remarkable to be honest um and a number of them like more than three so that's rather impressive so i I had to get across from that regard um but yeah so that is my where were you or where i am rather
0: where yes you want to talk critical reception
1: well i mean man look i i can't talk critical reception to be honest i don't know what the critical reception of this album is Oh, according to Wikipedia, it's got some good reviews. I think everything mm-hmm. gives it at least a four out of five. So a yeah. B, B plus or higher. Some people I It's got a couple like stellar remarks as well. Um, yeah. Aside from that, man, I'm not the one to give this a critical reception. I'm not going to do that to this album.
0: Yo, it's interesting because like when I look obviously like you said most of the 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 ratings are pretty favorable um they talk a lot about how this album was delayed and so people were really anticipating it when it dropped yeah um etc but it's funny because i was doing a little bit of research earlier today um and i saw there's kind of some there's some websites that are like similar to that guy that you were talking about that you like to watch on youtube right Mm -hmm. like it's like young people going back and listening to like classic albums and giving their takes on it yeah and the young people killed this album, I'm dog. Sure they like they're like, this shit is tra-. like. People were like, this is trash. Like, I'm and sure. I was just like, what? And then I was reading their comments, and their comments was all a bunch of fucking old fogies like us, and they're just like, yo, fuck you. You don't know shit about hip hop. You don't know anything about music. Blah <laughs> blah blah. It was just, it was really funny. But um, I can understand why, you know, folks. I, I just really think, I think, I think to some degree, uh, lyricism. Ha- and and this is going to sound bad but i'm just going to say it mm-hmm. had already kind of evolved past what they were doing on this album yes and na- and now like lyricism has far surpassed what they were doing on this yeah. album and yeah. so i can understand how somebody who has access to the next 10 years of music would listen to this and go nah this ain't it
1: i would agree <laughs> um, and i don't i'm not going to trash this album there're things that i really like about mm-hmm. this album but here's what I will say. um, kind of piggyback off that point, right? When I first mm-hmm. heard this album in this most recent cycle, I listened mm-hmm. to this while I was driving in my car, which is a yeah. really good place for me to listen to music. Um, mm-hmm. It's obviously you need to get from point A to point B. You can go a, a long distance and I can actually listen to the music, listen to the lyrics. The, the mm-hmm. speakers in my car are, are, are pretty good. Um, it's a very good place for me to like actually pay attention and when I was right. listening to it from that perspective I was like man these fucking guys are garbage uh, <laughs> garbage like they're really really bad but I was like look obviously I need to listen to this more than once it needs more than you know more than a few spins and I don't have any other chance to listen to this other than what I'm working so I was like well I'll just mm. put it on this will be my background music Yeah. and I have to say mm-hmm. as background music when it's you're amazing. paying attention to something else, like when the forefront of your mind is actually focused on something else, and this is just is playing in the background, yeah. this is actually pretty good. Um, I, <laughs> and I feel like this. I feel like there's some shade in there, it but is, I, I, it is, I don't disagree with it. It's you. a backhanded compliment, no doubt, <laughs> no doubt. But there is a good groove here, and there is kind of like a charm about their lyricism. Like it's kind of like mm. like a basement jam session that they're just kind of like getting on the mic and spitting you're not really yeah. being serious it's kind of like hey let's just fuck around like mm-hmm. and then with the good music because there's definitely some good beats in here um yeah. like it's kind of cool and then from yeah. that perspective it actually let me like like the songs that i really really liked and go back yeah. and listen to them and give them my full attention i was like all right i get it yeah. i yeah. get both sides of it i get why people think this shit is trash because there mm-hmm. there are times when i'm like yo this is not good they're not good. right And there's other times where i'm like yeah it's just kind of hot i could totally see why people dig this and i'm not going to say that this is an album that i like or even dislike but i do Mm. respect this album it may not Mm. sound like that when i give my critique (laughs) for some of these songs but just know listen like i'm telling you right now i respect this album i respect it so just hold on to that.
0: So, uh-oh, he's about to trash this, y'all. No, 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 um, no. I'm
1: just saying hold on to that while you listen to the rest of my critique throughout the yeah. album. Just know that I do respect this album.
0: I think what you said about the, the background music comment is actually, while it is a backhanded comment, like, pretty accurate. Yeah. And it's my favorite, like, my, my favorite time to listen to this album is when I'm cleaning the house or when yeah. I'm doing, like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's I think it's really, really good background music because... The production is just so ill. It is. It that is. when you're when you're not intensely like scrutinizing the lyrics or listening to the lyrics like like intently, then like you just you just kind of you just kind of feel there like the groove, yeah. the grooves of the beats are crazy and then just like, you know, they're just kind of in pocket like just enough where you can almost ignore what's being said. Uh the one thing I do want to say here though that I I really really felt on this this time around of listening to this album was um I feel like Button got a lot of comparisons to ODB,
1: really, and I think That's it does not a disservice. Who I, was him to.
0: I think it does a disservice to ODB to compare <laughs> Batin to ODB, yeah, and and right, I, I'm I'm not trying to be funny, like like you know what I'm saying, like just seriously. Yeah. I mean, while he was a wild card, you know, rest in peace, Batin. Yes, while he was a, a wild card and you know, kind of off the wall and did different things with his voice, I just don't see it, man. Like I don't. I, I, you Baten could never make a return to the 36 Chambers. Like, like right. you can't center an album around what botten was doing. And, and even to me, because I remember Amos buying botten's solo albums when we were at at wow. UVA. And I was just wow. like, okay. But I I, I don't think a, a return to the 36 Chambers could come from Botten. Like, I just don't think you could make him the focal point of the album, personally.
1: No, I, I would agree with that. He's not the person I'd compare him to. The person that I would compare to. Who would you him to? compare to? Q Tip. And there's even a, a skit on this album where it which is which is funny. It's one of the highlights of the album for me. Um, is that the guy is like he compares him to Q tip, and I was like, Yeah, dude does kind of sound like Q tip. That's the guy who mm-hmm. he reminds me of the most.
0: Hmm. Um and yeah. Man. Yeah. I think Q tip is just I don't know. I enjoy Q tip more than I enjoy
1: uh, B-tip. Yeah, no shit. So
0: <laughs> I mean, I'll just I'll just say that
1: but look let's just get into highlights and lowlights and um i want to start with my highlights first my general my general highlights general lowlights and then we can actually do a bit of a track for track but Mm -hmm. uh generally speaking obviously the biggest highlight here is the is the groove um it's a lot of the production and i think that there is a timelessness to this sound that is that is J. dilla that deserves demands Everyone's respect, uh, and I don't care if these yeah. these little kids who are listening to shit to this music and they're trashing it because I get it, but like I don't care. Like there is the fact that, and I said this at the top of the show, the fact that like mm. there are songs on here that can still find their way, and like modern mm. playlists based off of the beat alone, mm. is really telling, and you know. I just I, I just think I can't highlight that enough just how instrumental yeah. Jay Dilla was and there's a lot of there's a lot of songs in here that like even if you were to make them today today forget the lyrics like the beats and the con, the construction of the song you made it today you'll still be like yo like that shit is hot so mm-hmm. I, I had to give res- respect to that that's my biggest highlight um yeah. one of my other highlights is the skits and particularly the like the skits from people like Common that are like trashing like flaming the group I thought those shits were hilarious. Um, absolutely funny to me. Especially like commons in particular, like I was just cracking up. Because obviously I know it's Yo, all love between them, but like I, at least I don't think comments being serious. I just thought that shit was funny.
0: Are those skits on the original version of the album? Cause I cause I don't know what you're talking about.
1: All right. So here's the other thing that is important for us to 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 okay to lay this out is that there are two different versions yeah. of this album. There's a re- right. original release, which I'm sure you're gonna refer to. I only know yeah. this from Spotify, and Spotify has this thing uh, where like, at the end of certain tracks, they have these like little skits uh, and shit. So,
0: so I I guess I intentionally, and I probably should have told you this prior to us, us listening to these joints, but if you go in Slum Village's uh, like discography, there's Fantastic yeah. 2.1, which is probably what you listen to, 2.10. And then yeah. there's, there's fan, it's like three words yeah, and that's the one that's like the original version of the album so when I like listen to it to prep for this that's the version I listen to so I don't even know the skits that you talk about
1: it's fine (laughs) I only know fantastic volume Point. Uh, yeah 2.10 is actually is how it's subscribed. yeah Yeah, so most of the tracks are gonna line up there's a few particularly towards the end that aren't gonna line up it is what it is just bear with us on this episode folks but yeah Yeah, so that's what i had to listen to obviously i'm not gonna i'm not gonna buy this album to get the original like i'm i'm not gonna do that so but yeah but so if you listen to that version those skits are a highlight to me okay and the only song that i'm really gonna Talk like that. I'm only gonna highlight. Um, and there's other ones, but the only one I'm really yeah. gonna talk about is okay. the um, the one that features um, Pete Rock on the beat. What is that? That's yeah. Um, once upon a time. Once upon a time. Once yeah. upon a time is definitely a highlight for me. I went back to listen to that several times, just on repeat. Um, we'll talk more about that beat later. But um, that's the only song I'm gonna highlight. Uh, So that's it for my general highlights. What about you?
0: Oh, wow. Man, I got got, uh, uh, multiple highlights. Um, And I think, you know, going through this album, um, you know, I can't say that sequencing is a highlight for me. It might be a low light. And we'll talk about that, I guess, in low lights. But the strong songs on here to me are really strong. And like you said, like, there are records that I listen to today and I love. And I think that this is the album... You know, I mean, other than donuts, and I think just because donuts, a lot of people got on to 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 Dilla through donuts. Yeah. But I think this is the album in his catalog. Like when people say, you know, oh yeah, Jay Dilla, like this is the album that they go to. Okay. Um, and so like some of these productions. So I, I like some of these early neo soul records, uh, Climax, yeah, sure. um, Fall in Love. Uh, you know, like I, I I liked I liked what they did with those two records. So th- those are both highlights for me. Okay um get this money man i love that song um and it's funny it's funny because one of my friends um he basically like when he graduated like at his school they had they like play a song for you like when you walk across the stage type Uh, ah did he do this and he chose get this money it's a good song Uh, yeah but i just love this record man it just makes it's it's just there's just a feel to it you know and then just like what it's saying like i feel like to this very day i put this on playlist Okay. Uh so love get this money. Um love raise it up.
1: Okay.
0: Uh raise it up is a highlight for me. That Daft Punk sample. Mm-hmm. When I when I heard the sample and I, and I heard the sample like like it was one that I discovered on my own. Like th- this is this is one of the things that like I kind of miss about music. I think it's great that you can go online and find out all all the samples of of things I guess now. But like you know some of the samples that Dilla chose on this album are amazing. And mm-hmm. like some of the records you would have no idea that he sampled them. Right. So um Raise it up, I love it. I love the energy and I love that original sample because it's it's so lo-fi and so like 8-bit and then like he turns it into this just just banging record. Um I feel, I feel you on that. Yeah, and then Players is a highlight yeah, for Players me. Players is a good one to Um I will never forget because again you know this this comes from an era where you didn't know all the samples you couldn't just look them up and i remember i saw a young guru um jay-z's engineer djing um at at this festival that i was at he was it was like this really small crowd and they were just like yo young Guru is gonna dj and he's gonna play some like originals and so young guru would like he would drop like a sample and then he would drop the record that you know that sampled it like the big record that sampled it and i will never forget when he dropped this one because he was maybe 10 songs in and and i had guessed all of them like you know when it dropped i'm like oh that's a sample for this oh that's a sample for that and i'm i, I think right. i was with c andrews and i think i was like yo c andrews like that's that song that's that song you know and then he drops the players sample and i don't know if you've heard this record but it's nah. the song is actually called claire Okay. and he's singing about this this woman named Claire and he says Claire oh, and okay. they took that and made it players and yeah. i just I, I love like what they did with that um so love that love go ladies um and and not for any reason like they they don't say shit on there but i just i love the beat i love that sample that don blackman sample mm-hmm. um it, I'm it's not uh with the, sample, but... the, the i know you've heard the record before though. Okay. it's a, it's a soul record called holding you loving you if you say um, that that I know it, I'm, I'm assuming I, I just I can't place yeah. it in my head right now. Do you do you remember? And I mean, don't remember this this uh, this soundtrack or judge me for even knowing the soundtrack. But there was a song by Jay Z called uh, "What the Game Made Me," and it was on the "I Got the Hookup" soundtrack. It featured Memphis Bleak and Maybe Beanie. It's no, I don't okay, notice. but yeah. Anyway, "What the Game Made Me" it like takes that sample like just just straight straight up, just flips it and, and loops it. But Go Ladies, like filter, it's like a filter, like a low pass filter on it. So it's like that sample, which I love, but just low pass filtered and then the drums on it are crazy. So I thought that was crazy. And then Thelonious is my highlight of highlights. I fucking love this song. It yeah. might be my, it's one of my favorite Dilla beats of all time. Um, I love that Common is on here just killing it. Yeah, uh, and and I, I first heard it on like Water for Chocolate. As did I. Before I heard it here, yeah, but uh, but I love that song. But anyway, those are my yeah. highlights.
1: So Thelonious is not on the Spotify version, and neither is Raise oh. It Up. I had to go and actually look up Raise It Up uh, on YouTube, okay. and I didn't realize I that it was Raise a it, da- that it was a Daft Punk sample, which is probably why it's not on the Spotify version. But you know, I actually didn't really think that song really fit with the rest of this album. Um, That's fair. So, yeah.
0: I think that, like, you know, back then, and, you know, we're talking the time where when people made albums, they had, like, their girl record, their this yeah. record, their that record. And I feel like this is their live performance record. And, you know, I have to find it and send it to you, but there's video of Dilla performing, D- Dilla and, and Slum Village performing this song, Raise It Up. And, yo, they get the crowd going crazy. I think Dilla was like... Dilla's like playing on like a like an NPC, and then he like walks out and then he's like, his chain's like swinging and he's just like, raise it up. And everybody's going crazy. So I would just love this record. But you're right. like sonically, i could I could see why you would say that it doesn't fit like on the record so, Let's just actually skip the lowlights and just kind
1: of talk about some of these tracks, and then we can say whether or not it's a highlight or a lowlight. Sure. Unless you have a general lowlight that you would like to talk about. I mean, for me, obviously, vocally, I don't think they're good, but I don't need to yeah. like beat the, that that dead horse.
0: People I agree. Up, so yeah, I think we, we we both agree on that, right? Like it like yeah. the the lyrical performances were not were not stellar, but we can keep moving.
1: So, you know, I like the way that this album starts with Conan uh, okay. Gardens. I think that that's a mm-hmm. really good groove and um, man, the drums on that and like the thump is is really good um, yeah. I don't really have much else to add other than I will mm. say that when I, when I started this album up and I was driving it in my car and that song came mm. on I was like oh okay I'm gonna like this and yeah. then the rest of the album kind of goes to <laughs> man like this is a struggle but that song yeah. is a really really good start to the album in my opinion
0: I think so too um, it introduces the group it tells us where they're from um and, and it has a very like James Brown type of groove to it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And and many other records on here, obviously I don't know, right, is, is, is a bunch of James Brown samples. Yeah, but um, James Brown. we'll talk we'll talk about that yeah in a second. But conan uh, Kona Garden's is very dope.
1: Well, I mean just to talk about the James Brown, I think the thing about I don't yeah. know is from mm-hmm. on one hand I, I dig what they did, but on the <clears> other hand, like part of it throws me off because some of those sound snippets from James Brown, like, are actually like, they actually have a rhythm to them. Like, in the mm-hmm. sense that if you're familiar with where the song comes from, right. where the sample comes from, like, you recognize that sound snippet hitting yep. on a certain beat, but they ignore mm. all of that. So yep. sometimes I'm like, I hear the James Brown sample, and it actually throws me off rhythm because I'm like, <laughs> oh, wait they put that on the three but really it's like on the eight or some shit like that you know what i mean and parts of i was like man this is really cool but i'm also kind of like distracted at the same time so i don't know like i go all over the place with this song i think it's a really cool concept um i actually think it's even executed well it's just sometimes i'm just kind of like irritated Uh
2: by it
0: so i'm gonna keep it a thousand man and and i now i'm gonna sound like i'm contradicting myself because when Nas told me that his song was about a fucking gun, I felt like an idiot th- having to be told by the yeah, artist yeah, 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 what yeah. the song was about. Right. With I Don't Know, when I first heard I Don't Know, I'm like, why, why should I care about this? Yeah. And then years later, when I learned more about music, I was like, okay, this is a hundred different James Brown samples. <laughs> and it's just James Brown just little snippets of James Brown songs all put together to say what they wanted to say. That's yeah. actually genius, like, in its own way. Yeah. But, you know, know. you know, 1997 or 1998 me needed them to tell me that yeah. that's what they were doing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I didn't get that that's what they were doing, so I didn't like this song because I was just like, yeah. okay, it's fine. Uh, one thing I do like about the song is um, I'd like to hook
1: on it I don't know why Mm -hmm. I'm fucking fucking with you like that's definitely a late 90s early 2000s like I said you're in your basement or you're whatever wherever your makeshift studio is with your boys and you kick on a beat and you're just like spitting shit like that's what right. that is and i did it, it
0: sounds like a bunch of homies passing a blunt around yes. and just like and just like well, i don't know why the fuck somebody fuck just says you. that and then you just rap some shit and then he raps yeah. some shit like for sure
1: this is definitely <laughs> something that you know i would have spit with with my boys and that, that's that's coy that's uh that's uh calmont carlos uh and our mm-hmm. other friend greg like that's that's what we would have done this is the type of shit that we were doing so i can yeah. i can respect it from that point of view
0: for sure, for sure. so yeah
1: but um, so yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say that I don't know is, is a highlight. Uh, Kona Gardens okay. is definitely a highlight. Mm-hmm. Jealousy is, I don't know, it's interesting. Um, I, I like this beat. Um, I like mm-hmm. kind of like the D'Angelo vibe, um, the voodoo vibe in particular, I think mm-hmm. that I kind of get from this song. Uh, mm-hmm. But this is one of those where like, if I'm just listening to it, man, their vocals are... It's, it's tough, mm-hmm. man it's it's really tough vocally this song
0: i think that what i and and you know we've talked about the lyrics so i don't have to go extra in but what i kind of learned to do in listening to it is really just to hear their voices as instruments so like i don't even hear them their words anymore um and i think what they do with their flows Mm -hmm. um on some of these songs this being one of them um like that you know their their cadences and their deliveries are unique so you know they wrap the whole joint uh 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 like you know in in the pocket of the beat and the beat is also like that so i kind of respect what they were doing with it with their you know their delivery even if they didn't really say anything
1: so on the contrast or to to Mm -hmm. contrast rather on the flip side of that I think the thing that kind of bothers me is that mm-hmm. it does kind of get so monotonous, mm-hmm. and I think that let's go ahead and just start to compare this group to Black Eyed Peas, um, mm-hmm. in the sense is like, look, good music, not very good lyricist, yeah, um, great two good, two good groups to compare at least especially at this time. Right. And I think that the reason why I don't mind Black IPs as much, and they are not good lyrically. Will I Am is tolerable mm. on occasion, but like <laughs> you know, Taboo is definitely not good. Uh, I not think good. he would probably agree with you that he's not good. And Apple the App <laughs> isn't good either. But here's what I will say though, Apple the App. I don't think he's particularly good lyrically, but I think that the the three of them, Will I Am, Taboo, and Apple the App sounds so different from one another and not only Mm -hmm. that but apple the app actually sounds different from a lot of other people that i've heard like when i hear him yeah on like i just oh like that's apple the app and i'm not saying that it's good but it's it's distinct Mm -hmm. and i think Mm -hmm. that i struggled with the exception of of, of a bot team uh uh, i can't even pronounce his name but i struggled to Mm kind of like differentiate at times like Mm. who is who and they it all kind of sounded the same and then when you get Mm. an entire song of people who all sound the same, who don't really sound good, it's a struggle yeah. for me. Whereas like black IPs, mm-hmm. no, they don't they don't sound good, but they all sound so different from mm-hmm. one another that it's like that's true. I don't know. For me, it it works. It's mm-hmm. more effective for me than this is. Yeah. So I
0: feel like it sounded like th- their verses were almost them trying to stay out of the way of the beat and let the beat yeah. be the star. That's fair. Um. And it's weird though because like I feel like Dilla on certain occasions, even here and there on this album, like he's one. So I've always said that Dilla is one of my favorite MCs over a Dilla beat. Okay, I think Dilla raps well over his beats, but like on this album. It it doesn't feel like he's trying to like command the, the the like records or or stand out on records, other than like Thelonious, where he's rapping across from 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 Common and Common is is, is coming with it, <laughs> yeah. and then and then Dilla starts coming with it too. Um, you know, there's a couple records on here where like where like Dilla really shines. I, I personally I think Dilla's a dope rapper personally. Okay. Um. But uh. But yeah, I just I I almost feel like he just kind of tried to you know play it back like the rest of his group and, and let the beats be the, sh- the star of the show.
1: I'm not going to get into it too much. I do not think Jay Dilla is a dope rapper. We'll just leave it at that. There's no point in arguing. Okay. So um, the next track though, Climax, this is one of those ones where this is a really good background song, but I think mm. the minute you kind of start to pay attention to it, it's not that it's cringe. It's definitely not cringe. It's just like, again, I- yeah, vocally again, I just. Uh. But look, as a background, just like as a background groove, a background jam, like I like mm-hmm. I, I I I like it. So it's not I a love highlight, this record me, but, okay.
0: I love this record personally. Um, and I feel like, I also I almost wish this was an Uma album. This is almost like the okay. Uma album we never got. Um, but like to some degree, like you know, this is like a neo soul song, right? It is. Yeah. Um, and and then you know like. They, they rap their little verses about their relationships or whatever. I don't care. But the hook is amazing. The hook is amazing. The the beat is amazing. Um, And then, you know, don't you know, bartend is polygamous. Which one of you hoes want to get in my arm and this? like this? I mean, it's like, Yo. okay, what are you yeah. talking about? I don't care. Yeah. 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 It's like, that's what I'm it's saying. I'm like,
1: I listen to the lyrics and I just start like laughing and not in a good way. <laughs> Almost yeah. like I'm laughing at Eminem like or Kanye when they're trolling like. But yo, on the on the real though, about. I do
0: think it, I do think that this is one of the ones where, where Dilla to me like shines over the others in the group. Like so Dilla's yeah. verse is like he's trying to convince this girl to have a threesome with him. Yeah. Right. And so, like his whole verse is like him, like trying to think of like slick ways to tell the girl, like, "Yo, I never did this before. You trying to blah blah blah? You know what I'm saying? I know you're into this shit. You trying to act like you're a good girl, whatever? I just, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't think okay. Dilla's verse is bad. I just, uh, I don't think it's amazing. But, but the subject matter here doesn't really give you, you know, I don't know. That's that's my. But I, I really like climax. It's a highlight for me. Okay. So. All right. Um, hold tight is not.
1: Uh, a highlight, but it is a good mm-hmm. record. It's another one that's great in the mm-hmm. background. But it's even good when you're listening to it because of Q tip. Um mm-hmm. I fuck with Q Tips verse. Well, not. I just I just fuck with Q tip on a record. Um yeah. that Jay Diller produces. So I'm good with it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I really like I really like the groove on this. Um mm-hmm. it reminds me of and I don't know if they sampled this, so if they did, and I'm just I'm calling it out. Sorry. Um but it reminds me of um BT Express, okay. the, um, the 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 you know what I'm talking about the re- well, the record song? that they said uh, the I think one? It's do it do it till you satisfy, satisfy? right what the record the record that that was sampled for um Come for the, for the okay. DJ quick the DJ quick record um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with uh, Truth Hurts okay so that 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 group so I just I love that him, I, I, I and love and I that drum sing, groove. By the way, we we're not <laughs> yeah we suck. And we're, 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 <laughs> sorry, but yeah. So I, I really like that drum groove, and I like that that drum groove is the foundation of this song. Yeah. Um, and then you know, I mean, the hook is hold tight, hold tight, just hold tight. I mean, it's, yeah. they ain't saying shit. Right. Uh, but but like you said, Q Tip, he has a very distinct voice, and so you know, we hear Q Tip on the record. We like that we hear Q Tip on the record. That's it. I,
1: I think the, the funny thing for me or the amusing thing to me is that, like I said, Botson kind of sounds like Q-Tip. And one of the things that they do on this record, at least to me he does, one of the things they do on this record is they play Q-Tip at the very beginning and Botson has the last verse. And Botson, I think on this record actually kind of distorts his voice a little bit so that he doesn't sound uh-huh. like Q-Tip. I think I'm reading too much into it. This is probably just something yeah. that I picked up and I'm probably <laughs> wrong, but fuck it, I'm going to go with it because <laughs> that's what I felt when I listened to this song.
0: I've never listened to Boten and thought of Q Tip before, so this is a, this is a first for me. Like now, I'm gonna go back and listen again and be like, do I really think that? But yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> um. So the next
1: one is, uh, you know, this is a low light to me, and it's not it's not a bad song. Hmm. This is okay. Tell Me, the one featuring D'Angelo, and I think the reason D'Angelo. why is just because it's just a song that sound, belongs on Voodoo to me, and I'm mm. not saying that it doesn't have his place here I know that Jay Diller was one of the people who worked on Voodoo with the I think mm-hmm. he did right with, with Cush Love yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah, he did so so I get it I just mm-hmm. I think that at the time I probably would have been fine with this record or mm-hmm. the song on this record but listening to it now I'm mm-hmm. like yeah it, this, is, this belongs on Voodoo in my opinion yeah. so that's the only reason why it's a low light to me. It's not a bad song. Okay. Just on this album, listening to it, I don't like it.
0: Yeah. Similar to the last record, I would say it's probably a meh light to me. Yeah. And the reason is because I feel as though D'Angelo is underutilized. That's I agree with too. you that, that this is probably a record that could have gone on voodoo, but not as it as it was. But like I, I don't think. They they don't give me a good enough vocal performance right. that D'Angelo doesn't get a verse or or a more intricate hook. Right? Mm-hmm. Like like we get a little bit of D'Angelo's voice and the production is very obviously that D'Angelo aesthetic. Yeah. But like just get out of D'Angelo's way, dog. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, if you if you Mike, you know what I'm saying, and we down 13 and you got 30 already, like I'm gonna keep yeah. feeding you, bro, and I'm gonna get out right. your way. Like, get out of D'Angelo's way. Like, this is oh, yeah. his record. Just just let him do him. i I feel like they they don't make make this song any better and that's why it's just average to me
1: i got you the um the next song featuring buster rhymes what it's all about is a highlight for me for no other reason than i like its placement on the album because Mm -hmm. you know hold tight is a good record but after Mm -hmm. don't i don't know we get you know three out of four tracks i'm not really feeling so jealousy Mm -hmm. climax tell me and like i said you know Mm -hmm climax was good as a background song but like actually just listening to it i wasn't really feeling it and what oh. it's all about to get that kind of like dance record that little bop to it is like a breath of fresh air when it, when it comes on I'm mm-hmm. like thank god like give me like something to break up this monotony <laughs>
0: it does because of, it
1: because of that this is a highlight to me and i'm not even saying mm-hmm. that like objectively i think it's an amazing song it's definitely yeah. bad it's, uh, it's definitely not bad it's solid. I mm-hmm. like Busta Rhymes on a Q-Tip record. I like Busta Rhymes mm-hmm. on a Jay Dilla record. So I'm right. good with that. But I'm just like, thank like, thank God, give me something to break this up.
0: It's interesting that you say that because I, I agree with them doing that. And I feel yeah. like whenever I hear this song on this album, it reminds me of like what De La Soul used to do. Okay. Like they would always have like, you know what I mean? Like they would always have like an upbeat record that breaks the monotony. Like um, Saturday, like nah yeah. Thursday, nah, rotten. or um was the uh, the one that became real big, Me, Myself, and I, right? Like, yeah, yeah, they yeah. always have, like, one record that would, like, you know, most of the, the music sounded like a, a, like kind of one pattern, and then they have, like, one record that's, like, really, like, a upbeat, fast joint. And I feel like that's what they try to do here. I think this song's kind of mediocre, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, and I almost feel like it's a bit of a waste of a Busta Rhymes feature just Probably because is Busta's so ill that I yeah. feel like you... You want to give him, like, one of your best, like, you know, because he's going to have a great vocal performance, especially in an album where that that lacks great vocal performances. Right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's fine. Speaking of
1: wasted, um, I guess, performances, <laughs> you already talked yeah. about D'Angelo. You just right. mentioned Busta Rhymes. This next track, Fourth and Back, is a low light to me. And the reason yeah. why is because, look, I love this Jamaica funk sample like I love this on mm-hmm. Jamaica Funk and uh-huh. anytime a, a, a group wants to like sample it like I'm, I'm good with it but mm-hmm. it's a wasted use of the beat it's a wasted use of Corrupt like look if yeah. you're going to feature Corrupt on a record you got to do it like the way Pete Rock did it well, with True Master yeah. like Corrupt right, right now, like right. ends the beat like you, you've got you've got you know Inspector Deck starting it off Pete Rock is just kind of like hey well, you I'm you here and a Corrupt right. is like it's, it's bringing it home slam dunk like right, right ran, right. whatever like and on this, to be honest, I go mm-hmm. through and I'm reading the credits and I'm like, oh, Corrupt's on this album. Cool. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I thought Corrupt was on this album. And I'm like, wait, he's on this song? Corrupt is yeah. on this song? <laughs> right. Oh, it that's Corrupt. N- oh, yeah. what the fuck
0: are you doing? Like, what a waste. Yeah, exactly. What a so, fucking waste. So here's where I'll start my, my question mark. Okay. Right. I have a bit of a question mark, and I, I feel bad saying this um, uh-huh. because I feel like in some ways I'm contradicting my mantra that that you know art is 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 important, um, you know, a, a, in absence of commerce. But like there are some decisions that were made on this album that really make me not understand who Slum Village's demographic is. <laughs> and yes. I feel like maybe they never thought about what their demographic is, right? Like they have these songs that are like, okay you have corrupt on a song where you're saying shake that back shake 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 that back right isn't it this record maybe <laughs> yeah it's like they so they, they have is, these yeah. they have these records on here right that are like these like okay you have like <laughs> you have this like kind of lo-fi you know grit type of sound to your 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 production um you know and then you your your subject matter is like for the ladies but like I I just I don't I don't think with the exception of go ladies you know I've ever heard a woman like request any of these songs i've never been out somewhere and heard shake that back and a girl is actually shaking that back so it's like (laughs) like only men listen to this album so it's like like you go to a party that has great music and it's all men there you know and it's like okay don't play shake your ass by by mystical it's 20 niggas in here dog like play you know what i mean so i just i don't understand like who they made these songs for like Cause it's not for the ladies. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so th- this song is so confusing to me because, like you said, like corrupt somebody who's gonna come in and give you like, you know, an inspected deck type of like. Like he could come in and body a song if you want him to. Yeah. Um. Every once in a while we get you know misogyny corrupt right? Like right. you know he'll come on like like your um. What's the, the the most famous joint? Ain't no fun, right? Yeah. He'll yeah, come right. on Ain't No Fun or Explosive or one of these like records yeah, and give Jesus. you like the most misogynistic shit you'll ever hear in your life, right? Yeah. But it's like it's right, it's right what you like it's the vocal performance you need, like like right. you know what I mean? But like here, like you said, like you almost don't even notice he's on the song. Right. Like they don't even give him an opportunity to give us a great performance. Um right. it's just eh. All right, another meh song. Yeah,
1: definitely um but this next one though is it's weird it's a highlight to me Mm -hmm. but it it could have been even better like it's it's a disappointment but it's also a highlight so this next one is untitled fantastic yeah and i really like this beat as like i love it one of those tracks that could potentially be like a filler track Mm it's like amazing Mm -hmm. and i also like the way that they approached the track similar to what you were talking about with jealousy right the Mm -hmm. way that vocally they approach the track it didn't Mm -hmm. work for me on jealousy it does on this however i just wish they were better like man Mm. if this record were on like the love movement with q-tip and even vibe dog
0: holy Mm. fucking shit this would be a really good song it's Um, funny like when i first heard it i was like i almost felt like it should be the intro because okay. it just like you know yeah. you know we we talked about how like you know we love on like Outkast albums for example right like Outkast will set the tone they'll take you somewhere else they're letting you know that yeah. you're going to their world and yeah. then they give you their album and like i feel like this the production at least on this song is like hey like we're we're going to take you to our world and i i'm i'm with it like i feel like their production on this shit is amazing yeah no it's a uh...
1: It's, it's just a shame. That, be, be, it's a shame that they're not vocally better than they are. Um, mm. But I, I do think that they made the right vocal choices on this. They're just, yeah, they're just not yeah. very good. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing else to add to that. Um, mm. Is this next song the best song in their catalog? That's the question. I don't know the rest of their catalog. So I'm asking you. Is Fall In Love the best song in their catalog?
0: I don't know, but it definitely has to be in their top five.
1: This song is amazing. Um, it is. And, you know, I, I don't even care about their lyrics on this because one of their one of their vocals, I think it's, it might even be like Watson or whatever. Someone comes mm-hmm. in and just says like, absolutely does horrible shit on this. I don't <laughs> care. I don't care. Because even like the hook, like, and I want to say like Jay is on the hook.
0: Yeah. Um, their choice for the so hook,
1: great. the beat, the sample. This is a record that like every single like, like every single like jam session like type of band that like loves this type of music they Mm -hmm. all know this this arrangement um they all know this arrangement front to back they all know this song this is a record that like if you it would have come out now with any of these Mm -hmm. groups Mm -hmm. you know like it would be dope you know like if robert glassford wanted to do this it would be dope if just whoever, like someone wants to come and like remake this track, I'm sure people have remade this track. This is one of the I, ones that Spotify is like, oh, uh, you haven't listened to this song yet. I'm going to put it on your playlist, even though it came yeah. out 20 years ago. Like, this is one of those records.
0: I think this was uh, one of the records and one of the main records they did for um, a suite for My Dukes. Okay. You, you remember yeah, that thing yeah, I was telling you about yeah, where yeah, they had an yeah, orchestra yeah. playing Dilla Beats? Mm-hmm. And yeah. this shit was amazing. Uh, but this song is 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 incredible, um, and and I feel like this song bothers me a bit because it's it's really good, yeah. and to me it tells me that like they could have kind of taken this album in a bit of a di- like it moved in this direction, yeah. and given us a lot more amazing shit. Uh, there's another record that you probably haven't heard called The Look of Love, um, and it was on uh, Fantastic Volume One. And I wondered why it wasn't here. They probably couldn't clear the sample or something like that. Yeah, but like, maybe. all these love songs, man. Like Climax, fall in love, look of love. Like I, I like I like them in that in that zone. Um, yeah. But you know. But yeah, this song is amazing. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's amazing. Um, the next one's pretty good too. Get this money. It's another highlight uh, for
1: me. And this it. is another one that continues to pop up in playlist even today. Yeah. Yeah.
0: This shit is just the, the just the groove, the the synth, uh, the synth sounds like the... yeah. it's just everything they're saying. You know, it's just yo get this money, like let's go. And I think the other thing I love about this song is, I think you know this is released at a time where you know us nerds are calling ourselves. You know, we're into real hip hop, right? Yeah. And like, and one of the things I loved about Jay Dilla was that he was so unabashedly like commercial while being underground. Yeah. So like, you know, he's got these records where he's telling you about, yo, I got hoes, I got I got a truck, I got a chain, I got money. Like, Dilla was telling you that he was on this ignorant shit, just as ignorant yeah. as these other motherfuckers that was yeah. mainstream, but he was still underground. And I love that about him and this song. Look, one of the <laughs> side note, one of the skits which you probably haven't heard, um and I mm. forget which
1: I forget which song it is, but at the back end mm. of it the guy's getting on here and he's he's talking he's talking shit about the group. He's like, Man, fuck, mm-hmm. fuck Jay, you know, fuck um fuck Slum village, they suck. And he's like, you know, they got a dude who sounds like q tip, this, that, and the other. And he's like, they not even ta- oh, hold on, hold on. But then he says like, they not even talking about shit. They just talk about bitches. They're not even talking about girls. They just talk about bitches. Fuck that shit. Like it was it was hilarious.
0: If you yeah, can that's funny. Going I'm gonna listen to it. Yo,
1: just try to find these skits on the Spotify version. They're just like at the yeah. back ends of some of these songs, and they're just they're just okay. funny.
0: They're funny. That's funny. That's super funny.
1: So, but yeah. Uh, last thing to add about "Get This Money" uh, with the exception uh-huh. of "Fall in Love," I think this is their best hook on the album. Mm. Yeah, like I, I love, think I, I love think it. it's a good hook. Yeah.
0: yeah, it might it might be j- just as good as Falling in Love." That's what I'm it. saying. Like, like, yeah. like it's a, it's an amazing hook. Yeah. It's great.
1: Th- those yeah. are the two best hooks on the album. So. Yeah um this next one though raise it up you already mentioned it i Mm -hmm. this is not on the spotify version of for me it's a song that i liked but i think Mm -hmm. that had i listened to this in the context of the rest Mm -hmm. of the album it would have been a little jarring because it Mm -hmm. is like so out of left field for me Mm -hmm. um but it's 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 a you know listening to it independently yeah it's a good record
0: Mm. man i just i feel like i I want you to listen to it in the context because i think I think the same way you 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 mentioned the uh what's it all about record and how it it um it kind of breaks it breaks the monotony i feel Uh like raise it up kind of breaks the monotony too right because like you have like i feel like a great album kind of has like peaks and valleys right like like there's like a valley and then another peak like 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 probably so like you know It builds up, and then it hits a valley, and then it builds up again, and then it ends, right? And so, like, this is that second peak. So, like, we get Untitled Fantastic, which is, like, a very, you know, slow, like, you know, atmospheric vibe, right? And then we go into Fall in Love, and that's also kind of slow, but it's picking up. And then we get get this money, which is like mid tempo, <laughs> and then raise it up is the peak. That's like the all, the energy record. Um, it, it and the reason
2: the
0: <laughs> one <I mean>, that <laughs> comes after it, my God! <laughs> oh yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, the reason uh, the other reason I love raise it up is because when I first heard it, similar to what you were saying, yeah, I was like, this doesn't like I, I can't even tell. This sample doesn't sound like. Well, first I didn't think it was a sample. Yeah. I thought it was I thought it was a synth that was played by by Dilla, and I was yeah, like, like "Yo, Dilla playing this synth, it's just it's it's odd. It doesn't sound like something he would do." Then I heard the sample, yeah, and I was like, "Yo, okay, like like on some like craftwork shit, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like like hearing something like that and being like, I'm gonna make some like down the line four on the floor, you know." real hip-hop record with this sample is some crazy shit that is like why jay dilla is heralded as like one of the greatest producers of all time in my opinion
1: no he's that uh, is my opinion as well because i wouldn't that. have
0: heard that sample i wouldn't have heard that daft punk record and been like okay yeah i'm gonna make some like some full on the floor hip-hop shit from this I, I wouldn't have even thought of it i'll have to go back and listen to that sample because i'm
1: actually unfamiliar with it so yeah uh, but uh, this next one, I don't want to talk about it too much. Uh, it's a low light. I, I think it's probably the worst songs on the album. <laughs> this song, to me, mm. CB4 highlights just how bad they are vocally. Um, yeah. What the, f- what promiscuous, fallatio, homo? What? Shut up! Like I just this
0: is I, yeah, I just skip this shit every time. I don't even know if I've ever heard it all the way through. Yeah, it's um, it's bad.
1: So this next one, <laughs> uh, I, I highlighted it at the top. Once upon a time, yeah. oh my god, this beat is insane. This being so oh so, um, yo what they do with the with the horns uh-huh. like you have a horn that goes on like constantly throughout the whole song and then but they, they, shit. They, they add other horns in throughout like the hook but they're like layered on top of each other without mm. competing over one another and mm. then like the groove itself like the drums and like the actual like beat to it Oh my mm-hmm.
0: God, man! This I love this beat so much. Um, I, I don't even go care back and what they're talking to about. It again. This beat,
1: this beat is incredible to me. I yeah. love this beat.
0: I feel like when I heard this album and when I listened to this album, I always thought like, "This is a mediocre Pete Rock beat." And I mean, I, I, I also I also herald Pete Rock. I think Pete Rock is an amazing producer, mm-hmm. and I think for the lane of what he what he does, he's one of the greatest of that lane. You know, yeah. if not the greatest of that lane. Um, so. Because I hold him in such high regard, I heard the beat and I was like, "This is cool," but it just sounds like a, oh, a regular Pete Rock beat to me. So maybe I, I need to go back and listen again. Maybe it's because like I'm just I'm so
1: into jazz, and I think mm-hmm. that I never would have thought to like, s- like I don't even know how to describe it. it, it there's a trumpet sound that they're, they're yeah. doing on one of them, and like I don't even know how to describe like what the actual jazz musician is doing. But I never mm. would have thought to, to take that sound bit and, mm. and, and have it play throughout an entire hip hop song the way that they do yeah. it. And just like the way that they're layering the horns on this, like they're not in your face, but like how everything is like mm-hmm. mixed and equalized. To me, it just it resonates in a way with me that I, I was not expecting. I'm really glad to have Pete Rock on here. And I'm just, yeah. I'm really impressed with this track. I, I like He's it a lot. He's the king of the horns, man. He like, is, if anybody's going to do it, it's him. He is. And the reason why this is the only song that I highlighted at the top is because I recognize mm. that this is not one of the highlights from the album. Like, I get it. This mm. is not one of the, you know, it's not Players. It's not Get This Money. It's not Fall right. In Love. It's not, you know, I don't know. Mm. It's not one of those records. So I felt yeah. the need to highlight this. This gotcha. is one of my favorite records on here. Um, and this is the only one that I continually just like... I think there was one time when I just listened to the song four times in a row. I just had it on repeat. I fucking love this beat. Um, <laughs> so song. I have to highlight that. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but the next one, I think, is a highlight for everybody. And this is another one that still pops up in, in the in the playlist. So
0: okay. And that's Players. Mm. Players is it's so, so okay. dope. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, uh, you know, the drums are amazing. Mm-hmm. The sample, oh, which God. I talked so about crazy. at the top, yeah. is amazing. Um, And what they're talking about is dope, too. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like, you know, I feel like most, and this is where they get back in their quote-unquote underground rapper bag, right? But it's like most quote-unquote underground rappers have at least one song where they're complaining about the fact that, like, everybody out there is trying to be, like, this super thug, you know, tough guy, got, got all the girls, got whatever. And so, like... This is their record, like, you know, being critical of everybody, but they make the they make the sample do the work with the players. shit. <laughs> yeah. I, you know,
1: I tell you what, um, speaking about that, you're talking about how they sample Claire to make it sound like players. You know, mm-hmm. a little side note, but the record for me that does it the best job of it is you're mm-hmm. the man on um on Nas, oh, yeah. sugar uh, man? yo to get sugar man that, into you're the man you're the man is amazing so yeah. dope. And at the I time at the time to get the Rodrigo yeah. sample the way they did, like he's an artist uh-huh. that like a lot of people didn't know
0: about like so to get yeah. that the
1: way they did it was dope as shit. But anyway, yo,
0: that's that's a large professor beat, right?
1: Uh, I actually over. forget who might have done that. It might so it might for, be a large professor. For
0: folks who don't know what the fuck we're talking about, we're talking about yes. on Nas's Stillmatic album. Yes. There's a song called You're the Man, and in yes. the background the sample goes on the hook. It goes You're the Man, but it's yes. actually a sample going Sugar Man. Yes, yeah. <laughs> the way they
1: the way they cut it up to get it is like holy shit. Yes. That's, that that's great. Yeah, that Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Um, but yeah So Players is a dope record And mm-hmm. um, Yeah, yeah. It still pops up My playlist today It's another one yeah. That I think that If it were to come out today uh, Assuming again You had like Better vocals um, It would be dope So Yeah This next one though Is a low light to me And that is Eyes Up Um I What I like about this Is the Huh Like what sample That you hear Like all throughout Donuts I think it's on several tracks Like I wrote this down um, it's, it's on It's on the Twister it's on anti-American graffiti. And yeah. it might be somewhere else. Um
0: but like, It's on as- one of those those scratch those scratch yeah. uh, uh uh records that when you at when you're a DJ and you're learning how to scratch, it's like on those joints. Like, like Yeah,
1: I like uh-huh. that. What? But it's, aside from that, I don't I don't like the song. I don't like the hook. Mm. This is one of those it just it gets tiresome to me. Um even yeah. even when I was listening to this song like in the background. I did not like it. So if I like the rest of this record in the background and I don't like this one, it's definitely a low light for me. I don't like this song.
0: That's interesting. I don't dislike it. Um, I think, and and this is this is where I, I, I kind of feel like they could have done a better job of sequencing. Mm-hmm. But this is another one of the records that the groove kind of reminds me of like a James Brown type of groove. Yeah. Uh, similar to like a, a Conan Gardens or something like that. But you're right in that like, Okay, they do the eyes yeah. up thing, right? And that's cool. But then they don't really give you any more of a vocal performance to care about. And the song just kind of becomes boring after a little while. Yeah.
1: The um the next one, uh, To You, For You. <laughs> I think I'm going to say this is a low light only because this is oh, another well. one that I recognize what they're doing here. And I, I recognize mm-hmm. this is a good song. I just, I don't like it on this album. Um, mm. I would have wanted it with just a better group. And this mm. is one of the ones that I think that, you know, certain songs like Fall in Love, they're so mm. good that it doesn't matter. Like they they overcompensate mm. for the vocal performances. Right. And they and mm-hmm. sometimes the vocal performances are even good. But like
0: mm-hmm.
1: To You, For You really needs a better group to help this song shine. And they yeah. just don't do it justice for me. Um, if, at I, all. if
0: I could do this song over again... I would make this um, featuring a tribe called Quest. Yes. Because I feel like the groove is like a love movement type of type of groove, and I think you know Q-tip like they wasted a Q-tip feature. They could have put him here, and you know the what's up with you? You yeah. wanted this? You wanted that? Like like that yeah. whole groove of like talking to a girl, and, but like your your, your shits in, in pocket. Like that is tribe called Quest shit. Like they yeah. they do that. So I feel like they could have done that together, and it would have been a dope record, or dope record. I actually don't think "To You, To You for You" is bad. One
1: thing I want to say: uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how it is on the album version that you have. Is there a sound mm-hmm. bed that comes in at the end of "To You for You" on the album version?
0: It's possible. So a sound, yeah, like,
1: I think so. That sounds right. On the Spotify version, there's this mm-hmm. little clip at the end. It's like I think it's a "What We Putting see. Down," and it's a sound okay. bed that comes in at the end. It's like I don't know, thirty seconds long. Uh, that yes. little sound bed and little vocal things, like what we putting down, whatever, like that shit is hot. That shit should oh, be Oh yeah, yeah. where well,
0: we getting down. Or not. Yeah, that is on the album version. Maybe, okay. Um, yeah.
1: I don't know if they have that song elsewhere. If they do, they let don't. me know. Oh my God. I want that to be a song because that shit is hot.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just like a little a bed, like you said, at the end.
1: So The Hustle is a song that is... Not on the album, the initial release. It's on the Spotify version. Um, it's cool. I like the beat. Again, same thing with the with the vocals. I don't want to sound like a broken record here. We won't talk about it too much, just because I, I don't even think geek is familiar with it. So, but we'll skip right along to go, ladies. And I'm getting the sense from you that this is a highlight. Go, ladies.
0: Yeah, it is. Okay. I, I remember, I, I think I said at the beginning, right, that Don Blackman "Holding You, Loving You" sample yeah. is amazing to me. Um, And then what they did with like the low pass filter, where they like the filtered, um, you know, they filtered the sample and it just threw the drums on it. I mean, they don't say shit on this record. And I know that. And I'm fine with that (laughs) because they stay out of the, the, the way of the beat and they just give you a little hook that's just catchy enough. That you find yourself, you'll be if you're cleaning up your crib. This is the record where you're gonna find yourself going, go ladies, go ladies, maybe, go ladies, maybe. <laughs> I'm not and sure. Then the, and then the way that the way the uh, the sample at the in the back goes, ladies. I love yeah. that shit, yo.
1: <laughs> I don't, I don't. Here's what I would say. This song mm-hmm. is good enough to make me stop what I'm doing and paying it and pay attention to it, like when it's on in the background. Mm-hmm. But then when I pay attention to it, I'm like, yeah, these guys are silly again. Yeah, so it's, silly. it's not a highlight. It's definitely not a low light. It's just another song that highlights it. man just vocally, these guys are not very good. That's, so they, they
0: kind of have multiple records on here, right, where they're telling girls to dance. And I don't yeah. think that women are listening to any of those songs except right. this one. This is the one record I could see women actually dancing to. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know. It's also a highlight to me for, from, from that perspective.
1: So the next two records on the initial album release were uh, Thelonious and Who Are We. I've never heard Who Are yes. We. Thelonious is, is... They're both listed as hidden tracks here. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, Thelonious is a record that is on... Um,
0: like Water for on, Chocolate. Uh, like
1: Water for Chocolate. And I remember yeah. seeing Thelonious for the first time, just the name it, and I was like, that's an interesting name. And then later, yeah. I found out that like, oh, like Thelonious Monk. Cool. Yeah. And he became one of my like my favorite jazz pianists. But yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Thelonious is actually not a song that I go back and revisit, at least not the way you have. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. have to go oh, back. Because I, I, I haven't listened to Like Water for Chocolate in maybe mm-hmm. 15 years. It's been a really long yeah. time. So I'm gonna go back and listen to that and listen to this song within the context of that. But aside from that, I don't really have much to, to add to the song.
0: Man, this Thelonious is is a record that, you know, I told you, I've told you and, and the podcast, right? You know, had a rap group called the Cartel, myself, Jelani, yeah. Ibrahima this was a record that me and jay would just we would just listen and just wax poetic about this record thelonious and um and and i think you know and we we kind of myself and uh and josh rose who's who's uh you know follows the 80s babies had a a bit of a conversation about about b commons b um common is somebody man like we don't really give him his flowers. And I feel like he, you know, he, he definitely pivoted to to the acting really hard. Mm-hmm. And he definitely pivoted in his music in a the, way that I think became rap. a part of. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I mean, that's a good way to describe it. Did he describe it that way? Or are you just you just clowning? me calling it dad rap is not uh-huh. an original concept plenty of uh-huh. people have called Common's new music dad that rap that is a great way to describe it um, yeah. but but Common at this time was incredible and he oh, was yourself. incredible on this yeah. record and I feel like his performance was so elevated I'm about to let my mind float get your third eye poked fuck game I assemble dope Ness a nigga that's, fresh is the fest and I have to cut the joint in because he he floats on this record and yeah. and his 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 vocal performance is so elevated that dilla also comes and he brings it too um but man i love thelonious I, this is this is one this is i mean if this was on the original version like of of the album this is my favorite song line,
1: you know just real quick about common i think one of the things that i mm-hmm. love about Common, especially at this period is it mm-hmm. common all intents and purposes is a battle rapper that can make dope music right you know what i mean like right like if you if you wanted to get in it with with common like he will he'll get on the track and spit flames and just like and completely knock you out but he could also turn around and make dope music too that's why i like him.
0: but he also has really great introspection right like um there was a line that me and jay used to talk about all the time in college um it's on sun god you know, yeah. the high-tech song, Sun God. Yes, yes, he yes, says, catching the future don't know who through the past yeah and yeah, we used yeah, yeah. to we used to we used to just like just sit down and just have whole conversations just about that line yeah. like th- because you know i mean we're all in college right like yeah. we're starting to have these our own original ideas yeah. about like you we're, know what's our purpose smart, on earth steel sharpening steel <laughs> challenging each other I, I don't know what you're talking no about. but but i mean so you know and i'm i i do not want to speak for them in terms of what you know where they were religiously but both E and J oh, floated somewhere in in the you know the agnostic atheist space. Oh, right? okay, that's what you meant. And okay. and I was Christian, so yeah. a lot of our conversations had to do with like you know these existential conversations about like why were humans put here, what yeah. were we put here to do, like etc. And that line, catching the future, don't know who threw the past, is just like so ill from that perspective like an existential perspective um and i think like common will give you these introspection bars like on his verse on respiration right like i mean like he was really impressive and i feel like this is that time frame where common was just that dude on the mic yeah i mean it's on both records
1: uh like water for chocolate and this but um, yeah yeah this is probably the best i guess feature performance on this album so
0: for sure for sure And then, who are we? Um, I've never you didn't didn't hear it, but but I feel like for folks that haven't heard it, go back and listen to this record because I almost felt like that song should have replaced *Conan Gardens*. Like I almost feel like like it's it's an even better introducer of like, yo, who are we? We this is the group that we are. The beat is dope, um, and the lyrics are dope. So so y'all check that out for sure. Okay. Well, I don't have anything else to add um on this album. Uh you I don't but but I will say I would love to hear Panamas comments <laughs> on on this episode and you know yeah. if he feels he has enough to say that he's he's passionate about, I would love to have him on to tell us why this album was not worth our time and us having this conversation. Okay. That would be we fun. We could do
1: a we could do a salute <laughs> me or shoot me. I'll have to try to get him on. Um, he actually up, lives, uh, he lives down the road, but you know, with COVID, yeah. it's
0: a little it's a little tricky. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Shout out to Panama. All
1: right, um, so I think that should wrap it up for the tribute slash put you up for uh fantastic volume two, uh Slump Village, June 13th, 2000
0: Yes, yeah, sir peace.
1: Yeah,
2: peace. it up, raise 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 it up, Me, dog. I don't floss. no nope. I ain't that nigga JD. Uh uh-uh. uh. You ain't never seen me balling out at the bar, right? I don't rock my ice and bounce when cars. And my rover ain't the hardest rover you've ever seen. That ain't a TV screen. It ain't sitting on 18s, dog. I ain't gaining no green in my chains don't swing. Uh. I ain't doing my thing. I ain't doing a thing. I ain't got none of that dough. None of them cars I ain't fucked None of them hoes And none of them bars I don't smoke weed I ain't just to mess With the streets I ain't from the D Nah, no, I wasn't blessed With the beast I don't be at the spot swinging my chain Like this Swigging my things. To these motherfuckers Paying my shit I don't sit low. I ain't never pop Chris This rollie just don't look Right sitting on my wrist Huh, uh-uh What it me Dip the shine down shine down shit my son I don't hold heat No, nah, I ain't never caught a case I don't know what tight is to trace I ain't as tight as they say I don't ball out with my click and all But I do show niggas how to spit this ball. Flow make the hoes Just put the dick to char. S.V. feet Fuck the fuck Raise it up 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 Okay, yup, it was me, yes I'ma submit, it was that nigga T3, yeah, yeah, I did it, okay, blame it on me, yeah, I'm that nigga that's hitting bitches just overseas, yes, I'm that motherfucker hot, damn, I'm a G, I'm the nigga who ripped, I'm the one that MCs. yeah, I'm that type of nigga talking trash up in your face, okay, it was me, I hit your girl up in your place, place the bitch on the map, place place come up on the face, tell a chick to participate, she call me every day, anyway, I got a crew that always give you what you need, we don't hold it against you, if your crew ain't up to speed, see, we be the we beat them niggas at V You can do what you gotta do You would never see three Praise it out Praise it out